0: Welcome to You Gotta Meet Her podcast. I'm Christine Barr. Today, we're going to be talking with Nicole. Nicole is one of my oldest friends here in Texas, and she is amazing at telling her story. She is a fast talker, (laughs) which I love because it seems like I can get more information. And she is just a beautiful soul. We talk about... Her life now, um, she is an interracial couple and she kind of gives the other side of things that we might not be seeing um, too much of, but at the same time where she gets to support her husband and um, what he believes that he needs to do in order to bring awareness um, to his community and to others. We also talk about her job. She has a very different job of giving, but also how she protects the ones that she is helping, and I really enjoyed talking to her about that. If you are ready, I know I am. So let's meet Nicole. Okay, today we're talking with Nicole. Nicole, tell us a little bit about you. Oh, um, um <laughs> that's so open. <laughs> you can literally say anything.
1: Um, I am originally from California, um, from the Bay Area. Um, I moved out here about, gosh, eight years ago, eight, nine, maybe almost nine years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, um, met my husband out here. Yeah. I have a five-year-old daughter. Well, she'll be five in two weeks. Aww.
0: Um. Yeah, I don't know. What else do you want to know? Um, how old are you? I'm 42. You're 42. Um, so for the listener, we met because you used to work at Chili's. Yes, by my job. Yes. And I was like crying, filling out divorce papers. Oh, you remember and, that?
1: And I, you know what? I don't. I think it's because. I mean, I don't know yeah. if I blocked it out, but yes. I just
0: was like, probably just went to you like, okay, what do you need? Yeah, that's exactly what like? yeah. it was. Let to no. get you a drink. to make yes, it? yes. Yes. <laughs> and you were like, what are you working on? And I was like, I'm filling uh, out divorce <laughs> papers. And you were like, okay. And you just put a margarita in front of me.
1: <laughs> and <laughs> I, I was like, like awesome. thank you. <laughs> and then I came
0: back a couple of times and then, then I was dating Brandon. Yeah, and we just started, yeah. yeah, we just, like, hit it off, yes, and then we were pregnant at the same I time, I know, you
1: got pregnant, and then I got pregnant, <laughs> was so crazy, and yeah, I still am so thankful for all the hand-me-down maternity yes, clothes, yes. and then I handed them down to my friends, oh, like, so I got passed on, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah.
0: yes, because they're so, like, I, hate buying maternity clothes. I think it's the dumbest. It's like, I'm only going <laughs> like, to wear this for nine months. What Not even. No, yeah. Like four probably months, yeah. <laughs> three months. And then you have to, and then you just find anything that can fit like a trash bag mm-hmm. or something. Um, so what is your race and ethnic background? Um, I'm uh, similar to what I've heard. Really, I'm
1: a Heinz 57. Is the yeah. same, you know, so, um, and I actually did, did do the, um, ancestry be- when my, we had my daughter. Okay. Because I wanted her to know what she was. Yeah. Um, I still want um my husband to do his because I he he's pretty sure there's something else besides African American. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um I would like to do that and find that out. But um yeah, so I'm again mostly English, Irish. Um I do have some like Eastern Europe, like I guess around like Greece and all that, a yeah. little bit of that in me, which makes sense because I tan really well. And I always yeah. wondered where that was from. I also have a um a decent amount of, um, American Indian, all right, you know, Native American, um, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. In there, um, which I've known that for a long time because my mom actually has whatever the percentage is. She actually has like the card where she has the insurance for, yeah. Ind- you know, and all that oh, stuff. Wow. So yeah. So it's so a high percentage. Yeah. Then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Um, is your family originally from California?
1: So my family, I was born and raised there. My mom was born in Tennessee. My dad was born in um, South Dakota. Oh, but they were both raised in California. Like uh, they both moved to California when they were five, six years old. And then so they, to them, you know, they're Cal- pretty much California natives. Yeah. Um, But, so, yeah, we have a lot of Midwest, like, and Southern stuff. I think that's why I always think about that, like, how the move to Texas actually felt really easy for me.
0: Yeah. um,
1: Because I was raised with kind of those similar, I mean, I have family and cousins in Oklahoma. Right. So, yeah.
0: Right. (laughs) Right. So, even though that you were born and raised, really, in California, the Midwest Mm -hmm. is what culturally You were raised? Yeah, yeah, like a lot of, um, you know, family being very important, a lot of
1: getting together around food, unless my Nana cooks, I mean, her fried pies and all that, you know, southern cooking and stuff, and then... um, my, my then there's my grandma who was like said pop and soda and water and yeah. all that kind of stuff like oh my goodness but yeah so um, yeah yeah so okay and yeah. I, and so it's funny because my husband's family is from Indiana mm-hmm. and Iowa so they're you know Midwest as well so
0: it was it's just funny how we yeah, yeah got together yeah. on that hmm that's so interesting I didn't know that about mm. you I've known you all the time I've been in have <laughs> yeah. and I had no idea. <laughs> So um, speaking about culture and things like that, you mentioned that your husband's African-American in the climate, I'll put Mm -hmm. quotations, I know people can't see that, air quotes. Um, How has that been for you and y'all's relationship? Has it changed anything with, like, how we're having, like, this next civil rights movement? Or do you feel like it really hasn't changed any months? Too much in your life. I don't think
1: it's changed too much in my life because I've always been very socially aware and I've always fought for social equality. Like my degree is in nonprofit work. I've always worked with many different. And you know, I'm from the Bay Area melting pot. Like um, I was in like Spanish immersion class since I was five. I have family that's all different races. You know what I mean? So, um, but besides all that, especially once I started college, like social equality became very important to me so even though I wasn't going to make a lot of money in nonprofit, that's yeah. where my passion always lies yeah um so like yeah working at Chili's I've been there for so long they kept asking me to be a manager be a manager be a manager mm-hmm. and I was like no like that's not my passion you yeah. know I'm here to make money side job but like I'm working so I can work towards my passion and, and help the less fortunate now, I don't even want to say less fortunate but just help others yeah that need anything right yeah that isn't equal yeah Exactly. Yeah. and how has he dealt with it it was hard for him, um, for sure. He so the way that he dealt it, he was very proactive, and he's always been very proactive. So um, he was doing marches, going to protests, peaceful protests, obviously. Um, he also he doesn't agree with the looting and all that stuff, you know. Um, understands why people are angry, of course. Um, but, um, so that's how he's done it. It's just yeah. done his part, what he can speaks on it sometimes, you know, through, um, social media, what his feelings are. Um, he'll speak up towards even some of the people he's been friends with, you know, and yeah. be like, Hey, that's not cool. Like, yeah, I, I kind of can't believe you're saying that. Like, you know, you know, so he's very vocal about it as well. And I support everything that he feels, right. um, especially with us raising a child that's a mixed race. Like that's very much in the forefront of my mind. Like, and my nephew who is a call it, you know like like her I worry about him like yeah. so that's one thing that's really changed is like that it's been that I've been vocal with my family about my caucasian family like um, that you know, okay, so my nephew, you know, my nephew out in Sacramento, Folsom, like, are you worried about him driving his car, and if he'll be shot if he's pulled over, like, no, oh, well, I am for my nephew, and they're like, oh, it's like, just trying to switch that mindset, like, how would you feel if every time they left the house, you were just, like, worried, you know, like, and, um, yeah, it's really real, yeah, it's real, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah,
0: do you feel like you're discriminated against because you're with a black man? i mean it happens it's no. always there you know what i mean really? um, do you feel like it was more before or more now
1: um no no no, no. i no. think it's just always been there. i don't okay. think any more than before but okay. yeah i mean we've it's always been looks and this and that and I was, really? I was i was i was actually just um i was actually just texting with a friend of mine who isn't in an early relationship as well and she's also caucasian husband's african-american they have three kids and they were at the zoo and an African American. Right? Like, was just like me. She like smiled and so she had her mask down, so she thought initially because she wasn't wearing a mask. She had pulled her mask down to take a drink of water, and she saw the lady like shaking her head and mean meugging her, and she was like, "Oh, put the mask up, like okay." And then she still, and then they saw them later walking, and she still was like, "Yeah, upset about yeah, it. Throwing yeah, throwing blaze and all." That. And she was like, "What the heck? Like, why? Yeah. like, and you know." So she was just, you know. Yeah. We just went back and forth about that it's like we can never understand where they're coming from or where their friends are because we're white we're, you know what i yeah. mean but it's like also like but we didn't do anything to deserve any yeah. hatred either so it's like it's it's hard it's hard yeah
0: yeah no no, no, no. i'm an interracial couple too so yeah. like i don't think yeah. like, i'm like so tell me about your t- <laughs> no it's just it's really fresh because i was just talking it was like three days ago
1: that my friend uh, okay. to me about She's like can i ask you something uh, yeah have you experienced this so it's funny that you just brought it up as well
0: so I, people ask me like, do you guys get stares? And I'm like, I have two kids. I'm trying to make sure this one doesn't run right, off. Right, right. And this one's not li- licking something. Yeah. Like, and then I'm making sure that I'm getting hit by a car. I'm right. making sure. I don't have time to worry about if someone is yeah. staring at me because yeah. I'm in a, in a racial couple. Yeah. And, and it,
1: I don't care about it. I mean, it is what it is. But right. I'm just like, I don't you have something better to care about? Right. Like, that's
0: my feeling on it. Like, right. Yeah. So, um, but that's my I feeling on a, a lot of things. I have a, um, a family member and she I told her that someone asked me that question and she goes you need to tell them they look at me all the time anyways look at this yeah she was like so I don't know why they're staring at me but they're probably staring at me because I'm bomb.com and I was like you know what thank you I'm gonna start using that yeah people stare at me all the time look at me Yeah. yeah it's cocky but it changes it where it's like I don't know I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I like it. I like it. Right? So tell me about your nonprofit. So you you were working at Chili's while you were putting yourself through school?
1: I've just always worked at Chili's. So okay. Yes, originally, yes. So um, I started, I've always had like two or three jobs. Never have I not. I get that work ethic from my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so... I started Chili's when I was 20, like 98. The first time I started there, I was also teaching dance. That's all. that's the other passion that I always had and I've done since forever um, or did. I haven't done it in so long. So I do miss that. Um, But so I was coaching dance. I was in a dance company. I was working at Chili's. I was going to school. Um, And then I saw after I received my associate's degree, um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to jump right into my four-year college. And there was a program called AmeriCorps, um, which is um, a nonprofit, and and it's called uh, City Year. It was a 10-year internship, and then they place you at different schools, and you get $5,000 for college, and I was like, oh, awesome. Like, right. Because it's not like I'm just completely taking off a year. Like, I'm doing something proactive, and it's going to help me pay for college. So um, I did that. It was really rewarding experience. Um, we worked, you know, in schools in, like, Eastside San Jose, um, helping year-round school kids that were off those two months, still learn. So it was like a daycare, but it wasn't because right. it was like we always like made we play games and stuff, but it'd be like Jeopardy, but with math and reading yeah. and stuff like that. We'd make it fun. And then we do field trips. It was mostly playtime, but we also tried to Yeah do all that. And then went to college still so all through this time I've stayed at Chili's. Like right. but then went to college, um got my four year degree, um my my bachelor's in human and community services. So it's really nonprofit. Um, And then did another AmeriCorps program, which got me at Big Brothers Big Sisters. So it was another 10-year internship, but it's for more professional development. So not the more hands-on community service, but like, okay, now you're going to be like an executive director of a community service, you know, programs like that, getting you more into that, into that aspect. Um, And so that's how I interned at Big Brother Big Sister um, in East Palo Alto and then um, got signed on for staff and then just stayed there. Wow. So how's Big Brother Big Sister for you? I love it. Um, yeah. it. It's really rewarding. Um, yeah, I mean, and I've done different programs. I've done the school-based programs. I've been on both sides. So I've been like the caseworker end after the match is made, making sure it's going well. And now I do um, the interviews to, more for safety to make sure that the volunteers are safe to work with kids.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I know you and I have talked a lot about this, about like the interviewing process. But can you tell the listener what – what does that look like what does an interview for a big brother or big sister look like and the reason why i ask is because right now pedophilia oh, yeah. is a thing yeah and people are getting hit with it from lower lower income you yeah. know class um income families all the way to the elite yeah people are getting attacked for this and it's like so how do we protect our children and one thing that your community does is do the interview process. Yeah. So tell me, what does that interview process look like?
1: Um. So I can say a lot of it. I can't say too many things. Okay. Because yeah. there are certain things that we like cannot disclose because that's preparing right. the pedophile for how to answer questions. Right. Um. But we. So I mean, we definitely have. So initially, already, even before they get to the interview process, they have fingerprinting, background checks, they have um, references that need to be done, both spouse, coworker, and friend. Um, and then, if they have any experience working with youth, we're doing Boy Scouts, church youth groups. A lot of times, um, we do have to have a background check there, a reference for that. Um, coaching soccer, any, any, anything, and babysitting, even just yeah. anything, because I mean, pedophilia, like you said, it can be anywhere, right? Right. Um, and so we. Do those references um and sometimes it does come back where they're like uh, i would not recommend this person i wouldn't let them around my child like and that's yeah. why we do that right right um, so and then and then the, what if but if everything is positive up to that point with the references we received background checks fingerprints um even driving records because with that we want to make sure um we do criminal background check as well you know all that stuff but with driving records um, that's more for safety for the kid if they have a lot of speeding tickets you're gonna be driving a kid like sorry you know yeah. so we decline for many reasons um but from there um if they get to the interview process then we ask a lot of detailed information even starting from childhood all the way up through now um and we have very many red flags that we look for you know um yeah i can't and then otherwise i can't really yeah. anymore that but yeah 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 and then from there once I've done it, it's reviewed again by someone else. Because different people will pick things out. Yeah. Like someone could read an interview and be okay. And, or also if you're doing the interview, you're not really thinking about it. Right. But if someone just reads it, they can be like, Oh, they said this and they said this. And it's things you just don't even think about. So we review each other's work as well to have a second eye to make sure that Therapist. Yeah.
0: So it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean it's our children. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like, and then you're kind of like that filter system yeah. that kind of stops. But then you also get do you ever meet the child? So no. So that's the part that I well, I also get to interview the kids.
1: So okay. that's that's fun too. And with those, I will say, you know, we make sure that they're in a healthy, safe environment as well. And we do ask, you know. Questions for them regarding their safety at home. Oh, okay. So um, I don't know if I can say much there either, but yeah. Some stuff. But um, yeah. Um, but so, but afterwards, no. And so, but the cool thing is, is like just recently I was interviewing a guy. Um, you know, and obviously no names around down here. So like he had lost his dad from cancer when he was ten years old, um, this, this and that. And then there's actually a kid here in McKinney who had lost his father from cancer at ten, at nine yeah. years old. And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's one thing, but it's such a big part of a child's life. Yeah. And I was like, You would be that would be such a good person to connect. And so he was already in possibly a pending match. And I reached out to the match person. I said, Hey, have you thought of so-and-so for him? For l-? She goes, Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. And then they both accepted in their match. So, so like, I'm just like, I can't wait. And I'm so happy because his mom had been texting like, is he going to get a big, is he going to get yeah. a big that? and that's, what's hard to, you know, we're always wanting to help out, help out the parents and the families because. I just need someone to talk to you know yeah um but so my previous job which I did for the most part in the bay area with big brothers big sisters was match support and that's when I do so I'm given the files of the two match of the match the big and the little and I introduce the family and then I stay connected with them the whole time so oh, okay. I do miss all that you yeah. know like the follow-up so it's been cool because some bigs when they first do the match introduction meeting um they'll send me a picture of their of them like hey we met thank you so much you know so that's cool is to see them together and see yeah. that they've gotten matched. Match,
0: but. Yeah. Um, do you age out? Yes. Okay. So
1: seven to 16 oh. is a matching age. Yeah. Okay. But you have to apply at least by 15. Okay. Yeah. And then we, if you're, and we try to match it. So, and, and we do like put a rush on them. Like if you're about to age out, we really do focus and try because, and it's sad just like in the foster system, just like an adoption, no one wants the older, I still hate saying those words, but it's true. You know, um, it's harder to, you know, they're like, oh, I want a little kid or I want a young kid or even like, with, you know, and we're like, no, like, but this kid really needs it too, you know? Um, and it's funny because everyone, a lot of um, volunteers, we ask their preferences, like what age preference do you have? Um, and if they're more like, oh, I don't really want a teenager, I'm like, but they still need, that's when they need you the most, you right. know? So
0: um, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, and you said seven. Seven's the youngest. Seven. So you the youngest.
1: can apply at six, six and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wouldn't like match until seven, and and then and we have to make sure at that time. So we ask the kids safety questions as well. Okay. So good touch, bad touch, like yeah, yeah. but like yeah. and we ask them like you know um, you know um. It, what if someone offered you alcohol, what would you do? Or yeah. you know, what if someone's drinking and wanted to drive the car and would you get it? You know, we make yeah. sure that they know how to keep themselves safe. Okay. Especially at a younger age.
0: Cause you know that cognitive I
1: mean?
0: understanding is there yeah. around seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, well thank you for sharing that Yeah, because there's so many outlook, you know, out outreach sources for us to use, yeah. but we don't understand the process or yeah. how it works. Um, my, let One of today's sponsors is Lily Blaze Boutique Custom Creations owned by Ashley Paulson. She's on season 1 episode 12 if you want to hear her story because you got to meet her. She has an awesome story and the faith, hope, and love that she does within her work in her custom creations is amazing from tumblers, from t-shirts koozies the list goes on and on and on but she has a way of accepting you showing your love and understanding and patience i don't know about you but one of my biggest concerns with working with someone is do they take it as seriously as i do are they going to put the time and attention as much as i need it And that is what Ashley does with Lily Blaze Boutique. She's not only going to sit down with you and walk you through the colors and the script and how she visualizes the best for you, but she also takes into account that this is something important to you. Even if it's something small or something big, if it's for a group, or if it's for a personalization for yourself. She will make sure that you get what you want and how you want it at a fair price and great turnaround. That's Lily Blaze Boutique Custom Creations, female-owned custom creation boutique, where you can be free to express yourself through design. about what I'm trying to say. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'll get there. Yeah. Um, but, okay, I lost it. It's over. Did it have to do with interviewing? Did it have to do with
1: safety? Did it have to do with I'm trying to help you? <laughs> I know.
0: Um, well, I, I think it's more of the the interviewing. You get to hear and see yeah. so much. So how do you keep, that's what it was. How do you keep yourself clean of that bad energy and not bad energy, but heavy yeah, energy. It can be. I have cried with
1: volunteers before. Like it's, yeah. it's like, Oh, I thinking about it. I'm like, yeah. 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 Like, um, cause a lot of volunteers, that's why they want to do it is because they have experienced, you yeah. know, some stuff when they were young or whatever, and they want to maybe not be there for a kid that has as well, but almost maybe help a kid from, or, or maybe even in their teens, they made bad decisions. Right. Yeah. And so, so there's both of those things. Um, um, but yeah, no, I mean, um, I, guess, I don't know I feel bad cause I don't yeah. know how much to say, but no, 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 I'll just say it and you can, yeah, but yeah. So, um, they, they talk a lot. I mean, I mean, we talk about overall, I'll just say we talk about mental illness and, you know, um, any, um, abuse, they might've, you know, it's, we go into a lot of stuff. Yeah. So how
0: long is the interview? It's two hours. Okay. That's, did, all, that's all you have to say. Yeah. It's two hours. Yeah. It's not like, hey, yeah. are you crazy? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Do you like little kids inappropriately? Yeah. No. All no. right, you're a big. Right. Like, yeah. like, it's a long process. Yeah. What other offer, What other things does Big Brother Big Sister offer? So, like right now, um, a lot of people are
1: wondering about, um, oh, are we going to meet in person still? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to meet? Because all of our interviews right now are through Zoom. Okay. Um. But um, right now, as long as we're not an SIP, you know, shelter in place or whatever, whatever the state's laws are at the time, which is always changing, and that's what we tell our volunteers and our parents, like, if you feel comfortable with them meeting in a social distancing outside, going to the park wearing a mask, or going to grab ice cream wearing a mask, then that's on you, and if the volunteer does too. Some, right now, prefer to Zoom it, and that's, we were worried about that, if it would still be effective, and it has been, because... Yeah. No matter what, this kid now has someone to talk to. That's not just a parent or not just mm-hmm. a teacher. You know what I mean? Um, and they have someone to learn to teach them things. And we're actually providing like that's what we're talking about. So like also what we're providing is like um, a lot of virtual like activities. So, oh, we'll send them a link for touring museums. We'll send them the link for overlooking, like, the Grand Canyon, and you can, like, tour it together because it's really virtual, like, which is helpful because everyone's made these things now, right? I mean, you can watch Broadway plays together. You can do all that stuff together. So it's not going out. It's virtual, but still you're doing an experience together. Right. Um... Um, I don't know. I guess other stuff like that. I mean, um, we've provided free laptops to high school students. So that's another thing. Anyone out there that has a high school student, um, we have a Mentor 2.0 program. So um, it's not in this area though, but yeah. everyone's listening from everywhere. So um, in Irving, South Dallas, and Grand Prairie, um, where they it's focused specifically on um, um, career and educational development. So helping a kid get to college, teaching them helping oh. them with applications, helping them with this, and then they get to stay with the with the mentee. We call them that age, not little anymore. With right. the mentee, um, and we have a post secondary program where they help them with their first year of college and adapting oh. to that and like all that kind of stuff. So a lot of the tech people are doing that because it's just weekly emails and you only meet in person once every six weeks. Oh, okay. So, but you're, and everyone's like, and again, everyone's like, well, how can I be effective in that way? Um, well, there was a kid that was like 15 years old and dad was in jail, you know, and for many reasons he dealt with abuse from his mom and all this other stuff had a sixth grade reading level, he ended up graduating the program with an academic scholarship to UTD.
0: Wow. So
1: you can make like a huge right. difference. Right. You can,
0: yeah. you can change the, the trajectory The trajectory. <laughs> of a good life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. For I sure. always think of it as those, um, you know, when you go bowling and you put the bumpers up, and, you know, you throw the ball, and it's going pretty straight, but then there's something, you know, it hits the bumper, and it brings it back to the yeah. middle, it hits the bumper, it kind of the brings it right. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then you would get the pins down, keep getting them on track, right, yeah. On track. yeah, and so if that might be those six-week check-ins, yeah, it's yeah. just bumping you a little bit this way, bumping you this way, just to get you down the lane, I mean, you probably, or this child, probably never thought they would graduate,
1: yeah, no, it's true, or even, like, thought that about college. And the other thing that's cool, one of the activities we always tell the bigs to do, even the younger kids, um, is to take them to a college. There's so many colleges around here, and beautiful ones SMU, yeah. UTD, you know, all these things. So, because a lot of them see their school or even their high schools are sometimes not in the best shape, you know, and they're like, I do not want to spend four more years in a school like this. Right. But then they go to SMU, I'm like, wait, this is college? Like, yeah. Like, it looks really yeah. pretty, you know, yeah. and like, look there. And then there's like theaters, there's art, there's, you know, all these different things that you could do, and, and no, you don't have to just do what the teachers tell you, you have options of what you want yeah. to learn, you know, and it just starts to open their mind up, you know, yeah. just from that one visit, so. Yeah,
0: um, is Big Brother, Big Sister only for the less fortunate? No. Because we're in McKinney. No, I just, for-
1: <laughs> oh no, I just didn't, not just, but over the last summer, gosh, time flies, I remember it was last summer, I did an interview at this, like, crazy huge house in Frisco, I've done two of them, like, really nice houses, where I was, like, afraid to sit down and mess them up, like, houses, and I was, like, oh, my gosh, but, you know, the kids, still, the, the mom was, you know, the dad wasn't in the picture anymore, barely reached out to the, to the girl, um, you know, um, the, I mean, just kids still need someone to talk to. It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, she didn't have an older sibling. She was the older sibling. That's it. A lot of the times too, oh. like they don't have someone to look up to. Yeah. And a lot of it too, um, we have, you know, a huge, we have a lot of immigrant population. So a lot of our littles are first generation mm. and the parents are like, I want someone from here to show them what there is out here. I don't know what there is out here. I want someone else to show them. Yeah. Um, there's so many different reasons that people want bigs for their child. Okay. You know? um, okay. um, and I had a single dad. Who actually had the? He had his daughter most of the time. She only saw her mom um, a couple times a year, and so he, need, he he's like, she's twelve. She needs a big sister. Mm-hmm. But he was like, way way up like sea level at a company, great house. So it's not less fortunate.
0: Just people need it for different reasons. Right. That's a very good right. question. Yeah. Right. And it's not necessarily therapy. It's guidance. Hmm.
1: For right. sure. I right. mean. If a kid wants to open up, that's fine, but a big will never force them to. Mm -hmm. Um, We do ask the parents to communicate with the bigs if there Mm -hmm. is something major. So say like um, a kid's dad had been out of the picture for a while and then all of a sudden showed up at the house Mm -hmm. or all of a sudden like called and the kid was like, oh my gosh, like it was his birthday and he just showed up at the house or something, you know, Mm -hmm. like things like that similar have happened that's going to affect the kid, you know? So tell the big that that happened because he's probably going to want to talk about it. Or if he is being moody with you, he might be like, Oh no, my dad's here. you know, it's
0: just like, that could totally change their mind. Yeah. So, so the communication, yeah. Communication communication. and yeah. And guidance. Consistency. Okay. A lot of these
1: kids don't have a lot of consistency. Mm -hmm. People have been in and out of their lives. People, they've moved a lot because maybe they couldn't afford where they stayed each and every time and had to move or just for whatever reason, Um, a lot of inconsistency. And so honestly, that's one of the top things too. Even if a big is safe, is fine, good driving record, this and that, but he's like, well, but the last five jobs he lasted six months, yeah mm, that's not, you're not showing that you're going to be committed to this kid. Like we look at everything, you know? How long do they stay with them? It's a one-year commitment, mm-hmm. but many last for years and years and years. I mean, I have so many – I have some bigs that have, like, said, oh, my brother was a little – or my brother what, My brother still talks to his big 30 years later. Like, they wow. still have relationships. We have bigs that have been in their – like, where the littles have been in their weddings, like, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Um my, so sweet. My old CEO – my mm-hmm. old CEO was um, in the Bay Area. She was a big – her little, she saw her, how get
0: pregnant, how big, I mean, I mean, it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you can see how well this mm-hmm. works, um, so let's talk about your past on, like, you being little, what, what was your life like growing up? Um, it was good, like,
1: I was, like, my parents did get divorced when I was really little, I was, like, seven, my brother was four, um, but we lived like blocks away from each other. Parents got along for the most part. Um, they both would come to our dance recitals and soccer games and, you know, all that stuff. Our family mm-hmm. still got it. You know what I mean? So for having dealt with divorce, it was one of the most, you know, simple things. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what else. I grew up playing like soccer, softball, all that stuff, dancing, like I said, um, have a brother three years younger. We're really close. Um dad was construction worker mom worked at a bank forever and then went into tech and oh wow yeah so wow. yeah and did
0: she ever get remarried or did you neither of them
1: married? neither of them got remarried wow yeah my well so they both had relationships like yeah. long-term relationships each of them did but no one ever got remarried no so, yeah. yeah
0: yeah do you think seeing them in those two spaces how does that affect your marriage now or do you think it does
1: Mm, I don't know it's like you know I'm sure it does when you think about it you always know but I don't know how yeah I'm not you know like and I've thought about that before but I'm like I don't know how like because like I said I felt like it wasn't that big of a thing I do know one thing that a professor pointed out to me that I didn't realize um was I only saw my parents fight once and it was right before they divorced and uh. so she was like, that's why for me, confrontation is so scary because I feel like, okay, if we fight them, someone's going to leave, Yeah, you know, and I've never thought that, but then I'm like, dude, that totally makes sense. Right. You know what I mean? Um, she put pers- that perspective to me and it was a random college class and I forget <laughs> what was brought up. And then she said that and I was like, oh my, I was like, sh- mind blown. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you just like solved so many things in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so how do you
0: feel about com- confrontation now? Um, I feel
1: better now. Yeah. It's been, we've had some difficult times. Um, you mean overall? Yeah. Just marriage? over. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I still don't like it, but I feel more comfortable
0: with it. Yeah. You yeah. understand that it has its place. Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 Um, speaking, speaking about relationships, um, well, we met at Chili's right. and just stayed in contact, but how do you make friends?
1: Um, do you
0: make friends?
1: I don't know. Like it just happens organically. I never like look out to make friends, but I'm always open to friendship. So like that's one thing I love about my job. I'm every day I'm meeting new people and hearing their story. Like oftentimes after I do this two hour interview, we know each other so well and if we have so much in common, we're like, man, I wish we could like go out right now and yeah, like, you know, yeah. get together, like hang out, you know? Um and so and that happens like pretty often. I just you know, I just always connect with people. I love getting to know people. I love everyone's stories. Um I mean, I've had, me and my family, I guess, did deal with a lot in my childhood, but, like, it was, you know, mental illness, addiction, like, all this kind of stuff, Um, but it's, like, to me, it was always just a part of my life, I don't feel like it's affected me much, except for what I was just about to say, is, like, I don't judge, I know, like, so, like, a lot of the time, volunteers are so scared to share some things they feel like i'm gonna look down you know or whatever yeah. and i'm like no like everyone's had this story just know that you're not alone it's very common what you've gone through. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. not to take away from their own experience like everyone's had the same but
0: um yeah everyone's
1: got their stuff yeah
0: yeah yeah, and you see it the most probably more than a lot more than most people get to see yeah probably are hearing things that you're like all right well that happened yeah but you still have to love the person so what do you look for in your relationship with another woman like what Mm because I know I'm busy I know you're busy Mm -hmm. so it's hard to find certain characteristics that work for a relationship. So what do you normally look for? I mean, I guess that's
1: one is knowing that, Hey, we're busy. Like, especially once you're a mom, like you just have to understand. And then, so I guess, yeah, it's always easier to then make friends with people that are moms. Cause you just understand a lot of things. You're not being flaky. This happened. You're not yeah. doing this. This, happened. You know what I mean? I mean, send a text, let me know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we know life happens more often than not. And you're, you know, it's not just about you anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, my friend Darrelle was the first one ever tell me that. She goes, Nick, just know when you have a baby, it's nothing's about you. <laughs> yeah. And I'll never forget that. And I think about it all the time. And that's I pass that on to to other people. Like, oh wait, like so I have friends that have talked about like going to. I know I'm getting off topic. So no, I'm go here. ahead. I always take lots of left turns. But um, she was like talking about, oh, we might, we want to have kids. We're thinking about it. And she get and just, like they, she'll say like, oh yeah, we just went and went to lunch together. And I'm like, cool guess what, you probably wouldn't have been able to do that if you had a kid, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you did, you'd have to pack this, that, this. Did they have their nap? Did they do this or they? And she's like, oh my God, I'm like, yeah. Even a one hour of your life
0: is like- <laughs> you, you, planned you planned for you it for three plan. days for yeah. this one yeah. hour.
1: So, you know, just being more mindful of that. But anyways, getting back to friends. Um, I'm very open. I have friends of all different ages, races, uh, backgrounds from all different places, different country. I mean, just a different educational, you know, level. I mean, just everything. So, and that's another thing that I have recently, I mean, I'm almost like, I mean, I'm happy I went to college. I didn't have the whole college experience where I lived somewhere else. I think that would have been more meaningful. Um, and I know that a degree still helps in some ways, but these days I have, I mean, so many more of my friends that haven't even graduated college or are doing so more well off with me. And I remember back in the day, like, being like, you need to go to college or you should, you know, being yeah. like, or even making comments, there's so many, there's little things, I remember, every, I remember a lot of little things, like, yeah. I have a crazy, like, elephant memory, and I'm, like, why did I say that to that person, how could I have said that, and I, that's something, too, like, I need to let go, because I know it's, t- you know, we're still friends and everything, but I'm just, like, oh my god, I can't believe I said that, because it's, like, you know, you grow, and you change, and you, yeah. you become more knowledgeable, and you mm-hmm. become more open-minded, you know, mm-hmm. after life experience, and I was,
0: like, If I was in my twenties, like no, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think too going on that college thing, COVID has shown that college education doesn't mean anything. Yeah, you are not essential. Yeah, you are not essential if you have a college degree. Yeah, we needed we needed nurses. We need you know we needed for. Well, I mean, they go but to I know school, what you mean. Yeah. but they're yeah. not. It's it's a what do you call it? You get licensed yeah. as a nurse yeah. and you continue yeah. your education, but you're not necessarily. But even like I know what you're saying. Like even like servers, right. workers,
1: like everything. Uh, we needed Home drivers. Depot. My husband's somebody at Home Depot. Yeah. Essential. Yeah.
0: We needed drivers for Uber Eats. Yeah. You know, yeah. like do you have do you have a driver's yeah. license? Yeah. We need you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and I think it kind of not leveled the playing field, but it brought awareness to blue collar you know first responders for people that just needed we needed to survive yeah and I'm clarifying that just because you have a college degree and you're working in corporate America doesn't mean that you're not essential I'm just saying that it oh, brought no. awareness yeah. oh, to no. the fact I, I yeah, love it yeah no, no I was just trying to yeah. I don't want anybody to come for me and be like so you're telling me that my job am no, like no the
1: whole, whole nursing sorry only yeah. that I have so many friends that are and like they for them, school for them was so hard. The nursing program was so hard. So I'm like, oh, you
0: better do it. So that was just no, my no, life no,
1: thing. no, 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 no. I get not,
0: what you're saying. I get what you're saying. No, um, I think nurses nurses are amazing. Yeah. I'm not saying I wasn't downplaying what they do. Yeah, I'm just saying that when you no, have to go know to nursing that. school. Yeah, it's and you have to get a bachelor's degree. Then you have to get a master's degree. Yeah. And you have to do all these things to become a nurse. That is essential. Yeah. But you have people that haven't done any of that. Yeah, like just the texts and stuff, like the radiologist and the right. and the phlebotomist and stuff right. like that. Yeah. But then they're just as essential as the plumber. Oh yeah. Or the AC guy. Oh my god. <laughs> like, like,
1: no, don't tell me about it. So like my um my dryer broke during COVID, oh. I was like, little house on the prairie, oh. freaking hanging my, luckily we have a patio, like a deck, yeah. and yeah. I was like, putting towels down, and oh. then putting all the clothes out to dry outside, or whatever, I mean, freaking whatever problems, at least, yeah, I'm always like, I had a roof over my. I always try and, you know, remind yeah. myself of that, but, um, or I had a washer working, at least, to wash the clothes, yeah, you know, that would have been a whole other situation, <laughs> like, a whole other situation, but, Get a bucket. um, but <laughs> there, I couldn't find anyone to deliver, the dryer uh, and we wow. didn't have a truck we have no way to pick it up and I was like oh my gosh I mean I'm thinking about now we could have like rented one or whatever if we needed to but I was just like things like that and I and then these guys came in and I was like thank you so much for like coming into my home you know and yeah. doing this and just think of they did that they've done that for so many people that because that yeah there's me but what if there's someone that couldn't afford to that could barely afford the dryer and couldn't afford to rent a car couldn't right. afford to like lift it and stuff like right. you know like we need those people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And it's I, a dryer installer. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like but it's like now we know that every point of every person's job has purpose. Yeah. Because we we will say, Well, I only I I just do this or I'm only this. But it's like, no, you have purpose. Yeah. And I think COVID has brought that out. Quarantine brought that out of how much of that. Essential, everybody in your community really is. Yeah. Christine Barr here, and I would like to tell you about one of today's show sponsors, Settle and Settle Cleaning Services. Do you live in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area? And you've just been looking for someone to help you. I know I have. (laughs) COVID was, a, you know, in quarantine together with two kids in the house. It kind of makes you feel overwhelmed. Well, they're here to take away that stress and that feelings of being overwhelmed while keeping your image and your dreams to come true through their services. They offer things from general cleaning to customized cleaning. It's a family-ran, small business that's been trusted since 1989. That Settle and Settle Cleaning Services. Settle for the best. Um, moving on, are you spiritual or religious?
1: I'm religious I have I was I was spiritual and then actually being with my husband it got me more much closer to my relationship with God.
0: Yeah.
1: Um so I'm a Christian, you know. I'm um and and that came at a good time because, you know, six months after moving here, my dad died, like mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I met I had met my husband at the time, but not in <laughs> it was weird. It was like through like a meet like a 49er fan club thing. Yeah. Um, so um and he had reached out and said, I'm so sorry or whatever. But shortly after that, we actually met for the first time. And um, he kept asking me to go to church with him and go to church when we first started dating. And I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. And I've gone to church growing up, never on the regular. My best friend, her family was very much involved in church. And so anytime I'd stay there, which was often because I looked to them for stability, um, yeah. <laughs> they were like, you know, a new, uh what's it called? A, nuclear, you know, family, yeah. um, you know, dinner together at five and all this stuff. And yeah. I I ever experienced even before the divorce. But, yeah. um, so, um, I had first gotten, you know, started going with that and I had other friends, like I was in young life, you know, in high school, but then it's like, I did that more because all the other dancers were. And so I just wanted to go do this fun thing with them on Thursday nights or whenever right. it was, you know? Right. And then my husband kept asking me to go. And it was like, I kind of understood the same as when I listened to Erica's podcast, like my first time, like I just bawled, like I just yeah. let everything go because I felt somehow that I was closer to my dad and yeah. it was just, yeah. So, yeah. and ever since then, it's really been a big part of my life. I still don't go, you know, as regularly we were, you know, and then COVID, you know, affected that as well. Um, I'll still listen to the podcast and stuff, or, you know, the, the live streams, um, kind of not the same though you know just being in in the house about you know that just it's a different feeling but
0: yeah yeah um do you believe in like zodiac signs and crystal you know oh. it's
1: funny I, I believe in everything
0: honestly yeah. like I'm so open-minded I don't feel like any of us
1: can say no this is <laughs> the only thing yeah you know um and that's why I, I was never always about specifically organized religion you know what I mean yeah. like and that's why I would always more say I'm spiritual. Like I believe there's someone, but now I do believe it is God and I do talk to God, you know, yeah. but, um, but, um, yeah, I believe in it. I mean, I believe in spirits. I believe in yeah all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Cause just recently someone said, actually yesterday I was doing an interview mm-hmm. and then the wife came on to say hi and she saw Melody and oh, your birthdays coming up, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and she goes, oh, so she's going to, is she a this or a that? Is she a Leo? And I was like, oh, no, she's on the end. She goes, what is she? I was like, I don't know. I don't really, like, yeah. I know what I am. Right. But I don't, like, follow or I don't see, oh, you're compatible with so-and-so. Right, right. All that kind of stuff. But whenever someone points it out and I read about it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is true. It's not just something that I follow on the regular. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. When when it's when it's brought to your attention that this is something that that is no, it's known for in your life, you're like, yeah, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) So let's talk about stereotypes versus, um, media and entertainment versus real life. So do you see yourself in the entertainment industry or media? And if so, is it a stereotype of you or do you think it's pretty much real Um, life for you? I
1: see what you're asking now. Sorry. Sorry. That was like, I felt like it was a lot of different things, but now I get where you're going at. Yeah. Um, uh no, because I think like there's just so many different facets of it. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Yes, I, I know. mean, oh, you know what? So it's funny. One movie where I could kinda could see myself and it's and I think part of it is because my husband pointed out that here I she reminded I reminded her me, whoever yeah, every yeah. other is Amy Schumer. Uh-huh. And that movie she was in, I feel pretty.
0: Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah.
1: Really? I, totally, like, oh, yeah, I totally want to do that, and then, like, he's, like, yeah, no, we're not, and I was, like, oh, but really, don't you, want like, just, like, like, and then also, just, like, you know, not being happy with my body, you know, and, like, this and that, um, just, just different things like that, and then, you know, I did deal, I remember, um, I was younger, but I still remember that I all of a sudden started working out and stuff. It was in middle school and I like lost wow, all this weights. So I was getting all this attention. And I mm-hmm. wasn't a mean girl, but I remember again, like I remember small things, even yeah. back then saying things and someone being like, You're bragging, you're being bragging and stuff or whatever. And I was like, oh my God. And it like I felt so bad and I never wanted to be that person. And it hurt my feelings. not hurt my feelings, but it like what gave me a wake up call. I was like, oh my gosh. So when she like hit her head and then all of a sudden was like I mean, you guys are in the picture, but it's because of me,
0: or right? But right. I was right. like,
1: oh god. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't to that extent. I've yeah. never had that much of
0: <laughs> ego. <laughs> ego, or yeah, or even
1: like confidence. You know, <laughs> I am more confident myself than before, but but like uh, I would never say something like that. But you know, just little similarities and stuff, and yeah, like, and, yeah. or like yeah, just and just also just being just having messed up stuff happen or also like the other one that she did just in different movies that she's done I just just see similarities like the one yeah. she did with Goldie Hawn.
0: I didn't see that oh, one. See okay so it. what is that one about?
1: They, so her and her mom she's supposed to go on a trip to yeah see that was mixing them up so she was supposed to go on a trip to El Salvador right. or somewhere around them um um, with her boyfriend, and then he was like, Yeah, I'm in a rock band. I'm starting to go here, and you're kind of down here. You know, that's yeah. what I was talking about. Like, so she, anyway, she gets broken up with, but she has these two tickets. It's non refundable. And she goes, Mom, why don't you come with me? And then uh, it's Goldie Holmes, her mom. And then she like, has a cat shirt, and she's like, all oh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, she's like, she's, you know, total like mommy mom, you know, like all. The, and she like reading a book and magazines with her glasses with the chain, and she, like has all the sunscreen, you know, like total like overprotective mom. But she goes. And then they have this, you know, trip, and she warns her about, I wouldn't go here. We don't know where we're going. And, yeah. and I've done, you know, oh, no, it's fine, you know. And yeah. then they end up getting kidnapped
0: and, like, all this <laughs> stuff. And, um, yeah,
1: I mean, and that's honestly, and I'm a lot more careful and aware now that I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. That's changed for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Jason, <laughs> my husband, he'll be, like, he'll be like, no, I worry about you. <laughs> like, I really worry about you. <laughs> like, yeah. You, I worry about you not being safe. Like, yes yeah. And that, and decisions you make. I mean, looking back in high school, oh my God, I get so many. I'm so I'm glad I'm alive. Like, anyways.
0: same. Sometimes I'm like, what did I do? That was so dangerous. Yes. Why did I think, like, oh, God. I mean, we and went, my parents had no idea. Oh, no, no,
1: no, not at all. Because we were just staying at each other's houses. Yeah. Oh yeah <laughs> and that's why I, and I get so scared for melody Mal- 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 I thought yeah anyway but but, uh, but these I mean from one, Jason's a lot more protect- dad was in his own way, you know what I mean, but yeah, we were kind of able to do it, but we never got in trouble and stuff. we were those kids. it's like I felt like they didn't focus too much on us and all that stuff because we did get good grades, we didn't get in trouble, we weren't drinking and doing- you know all that stuff, like mm-hmm. um, so um, I don't know, so yeah. it was just, like, it was different, like, they weren't having to be helicopter parents, because there was no need, we were always, like, in accelerated classes, we both had to call it, you know, just all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I
0: totally, I totally get that, um, you made a comment about you losing weight, do you still struggle with that now, or? Oh, it's
1: always, I'm always, it's really? always a thing, yeah, um, you mean struggle with what? <laughs> losing weight? Yeah, uh, or, or just body, image, way,
0: yeah, just the way you view your
1: body. Yeah, I mean, I always feel, I mean, I'm still feeling, I'm not definitely where I want to be. I don't want to be like, I'm never, ever going to, I like my curves. I'm happy with that. You yeah. know what I mean? But I also want to be my healthiest and I'm, no, I'm not at my healthiest right now. You know, I'm doing what I can. I'm health at, at I'm at the healthiest I've been. Yeah. You know what I mean? As far as like when I'm eating, putting my body, you know, all that kind of stuff or whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm enjoying working out. It makes me feel like a stronger woman doing that so it's not even just like oh I'm doing it just for self-image into whatever I'm also Mm -hmm. doing it because it makes me feel strong not just physically but just like mentally emotionally like yeah like I freaking did that you know what I mean like it's a confidence booster having done that like I remember when I first started working out I was at orange theory I haven't been now for a while but when I first started working out okay so it's just like it's like um circular workouts like you do the rower the treadmill and then you do weight and every day is um, yeah because I've looked at doing f forty five too right that's what that. we do f forty five yeah, yeah. Um, which I have looked into to keep texting me to come for a free class and I keep trying to schedule and it's not happening because I'm always open to like trying new things right right um, but yeah similar to like a circuit and it's like similar time as well because it's t- it says it's an hour but really it's a five minute warm up and then fifty minutes of workout and then a five minute cooldown so it's oh, really okay. similar um, yeah. Um, and every day it's a different workout, you know, so that's, it's cool. But I mean, yeah, when I first started, I was like nine months postpartum and oh my gosh, like felt like crap. And I've always been very active. I was in sports. I danced forever. So, um, I had to get back, but it was hard to get back into it. Once I did, oh my God, I was like hooked. Um, and we started that in San Diego. We were living in San Diego at the time. And then we moved back here. We left there for a quick stint, And then we moved back here and I started right back up here Um, and then it's cool too, because that's actually asking about making friends. Like some of my really good friends now are from orange theory, you know, like, um, and I've interviewed volunteers too. Like, and they're like, well, I do orange theory. And as soon as they find out I do too, like this whole like camaraderie, like, oh my gosh, it's like, you know, you're part of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyways, um, but yeah, um, yeah. I forgot where we were starting with it, but
0: no, 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 just a body image. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, no. oh yeah. So starting off, like I was like a jogger, walker to jogger. You know what I mean? And then, and I've never been a runner. I hated running. I hate running. Too. And now, like, cause so now I do. One of my coaches started like a boot camp on the side while the gyms were closed, and I just stayed with her. Um, and it changed my body so much more than even the Orange Theory did, for whatever reason. Um, and I now run like, I mean, it's broken up, but like at least a mile, mile and a half a day And, you know, and I'm like, I remember I pulled my calf and I couldn't, I could still work out, but there were just certain things I couldn't do. And I couldn't run for like six weeks and I hated it. I was like, okay, what's wrong with me? (laughs) Like, why am I upset that I can't run right now? And the first day I could run, I was like, yes. And I was like, (laughs) so excited. And I was like, man, I've definitely had a mental change, you know? So yeah. But to me, it's also more of lifting weights. Like, I love that, too. So, yeah. yeah. Weights are my favorite. Oh, yeah. And they, and they change your body the most because it's the afterburn.
0: Yeah. It's definitely create afterburn. Yeah. But I, I just I just feel like I can just hurt yeah. someone. Yeah. Like, if I kick you, you might get airborne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not the case. No. <laughs> no. I am not that strong yet. Are you ready for your spitfire questions? Okay. Go. Okay. What's your favorite color?
1: Um, don't really
0: have one. What I know, everyone says. Do you see my face? Yeah, <laughs> I always get
1: asked that, and I just really don't. Um, I would say usually then something maybe like a teal or a forest green or
0: something like. That. Uh, okay, okay. Or earthy. Yeah, is color. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Wow, I've never heard that. Do you have yeah. like a favorite pattern? Like, do you like no. polka dodge? I die.
1: don't like, I don't really like, no. No. I like plain, I'm very plain. Jeans and a black tank top and flip flops. Yes. yes. all day. very, yeah. Okay, okay. That's why I get Stitch Fix, because it helps make me wear clothes that are out oh. of my so
0: Stitch, Stitch Fix. Yeah. It's super cute. But well, like you. What is Stitch Fix?
1: It's like a, where you, you pay 20 bucks, um however much, I think I do mine every three months, mm-hmm. and they shop for you, and they send you clothes. And then things that I never would have picked out. And even then I'll like lift it up and be like, mm. and I put it on and I'm like, oh my God. You know what I mean? And then you get a choice to either buy it or return it. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, and then if you buy all five, it's always five, and they do shoes, accessories, earrings, like stuff like that. Um,
0: but um, yeah, and then you get a discount if you buy all of them. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Okay, salsa being a given, guac or queso? Oh, guac. Yeah. You're my second. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, I love it. If you uh, got if you got a million dollars today, what are the top three things you would do? Hmm. Put my glasses on so I can read. Let's see. Oh man, travel. I mean, that's all I gotta say. Yeah,
1: travel for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Savings aside for my daughter's college. Mm-hmm even though we talked about college, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. but whatever, whether she wants, or buy a house for her, because to me, property, I've learned, is the biggest investment you can make yep. more than college, for sure, yeah, um, that's how I'm able to pay off my, like, can't even say, that's a whole nother story, yeah, Um. so definitely buy, yeah, so that's probably what I do, buy a house for my daughter, um, whether she wanted to live in it at the time or not, travel, and buy a
0: new car, right, <laughs> And I mean, I just want my Jeep Wrangler back. That's all I want. Yeah. Okay. All okay. right. <laughs> Sounds good. Nothing fancy. Uh plastic surgery. Do you have any? Are you for it? Are you against it? Would you ever get any? Um, I don't have any. Yeah. Um,
1: I've thought about it for sure because with this weight loss, like um, you always heard about like the tummy the mommy makeover,
0: makeover yeah.
1: The tummy tuck. Like, yeah, I mean, this is like, it's like there, like mm-hmm. I'm like flat and then there's the skin. So I thought of that, and then, then I've also thought of doing possible
0: reduction for sure lift on the boobs. Yeah. 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 Um, who's your role model? Hmm. Hmm.
1: My uncle Dan. Yeah. Why? Okay. (laughs) He's just, he's, he's the father. He became the new, he's always was really
0: close to me, um, and became the new father figure in my life. When After do do? once yeah. Your, yeah. your father passed. Good answer. What's your sexual orientation? Um, heterosexual. Um, are you a giver or taker in the bedroom? Taker. Are you a spender or a saver? Was a spender.
1: More of a saver now, but I still spend things on my shit. Are you a good girl or a bad girl?
0: Overall, good girl. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've done a couple things where I'm like, oh my gosh, but I've I've always been, I never cut
0: class. I never did this. Yeah. 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 Even today, you're
1: like falling all the rules. Yeah. 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 I, I, am a skater. That's a bad (laughs) thing, but I try not to do that anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What is your love language?
1: Everyone says it's gifts. I think so, but also for me, so it's different. So with friends, I would say it's doing things for gifts or like something like that. As far as in a relationship, love language, it's more um, affection, touch, time.
0: Yeah, 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 like holding hands, yeah, and yeah. So just laying on each other, yeah. hugs and kisses and stuff like yeah. that. What is your biggest fear? Mm.
1: Oh man, I mean, anything bad to do with my daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and
0: it's like oh I don't even want to say anything to put down. No, universe. no, yeah. no, yeah. I totally get it. <laughs> What is um? Is there anything that we have not covered yet that you want to say to the listener?
1: No, I don't think so. No, we got it all.
0: Yeah, we didn't get it all. There's
1: plenty more there to talk about. <laughs> we need to do a part yeah. two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for listening to Nicole's story. I hope you enjoyed it. I wanted to um, bring out some takeaways. I love hearing her talk about her job of the Big Brothers, Big Sisters program and all the things that go into it. I know that there is a big movement to save our children right now, um, but there's ways to save our children in Places We didn't think or expect to know all the extensive work that she has to do from like the interviews being one to two hours long, sometimes three. I've heard her say that she has like three hour long interviews is just inspiring to me to know that that hard work is going in being involved and finding a perfect match for the little sister to a big sister or a little brother to a big brother means a lot to me. Um, The other point I wanted to bring out is we forget that kids need mentors, but we're always so quick to understand that between media, TV, social networking, all those things are mentors to our kids. So to have someone that one has been vetted, two has a passion for it, and three has been paired with our children or young adolescent or or a teenager, I find it very reassuring that they can get different kind of mentorship outside of their screen. Maybe you know with COVID, it might be more of a Zoom call now, but. There's things out there outside of TV and music and football players or movie stars that can be a good mentor for our kids today. It made me think of the point of, um, sorry, (laughs) where she said the oldest children sometimes don't have a mentor because they're being mentors to their little brother or sister. And I never thought of something like that. To be able to give them a person that they can go to outside of their parents that is a trusted adult. I think that's beautiful. I think that we do forget about the older kids sometimes. And so to be able to give them a place where they can have someone to talk to you is, mm, I love it. <laughs> Um, The other point I really wanted to clear up was my comment about the essential workers. I want you to know that I believe everyone is essential. I believe that just because you didn't go to college or you did go to college, it has nothing to do with your value or worth. With COVID and quarantine that we saw in the past six to seven months, we saw that there were positions and jobs that do not require college, but were very essential. Please know I'm not talking about, Oh, you're a doctor or a nurse. ew like, yes, they're rock stars, heroes totally agree with that comment. But sometimes as a society, we don't see the value in our grocery worker the mailman the police firefighters EMS or is it AMS i believe they call it here we don't we don't see the value sometimes in those jobs i mean even amazon workers <laughs> you know I, it's like oh my goodness i value ups fedex and all of y'all so much thank you (laughs) you know i know you're working at 25 50 percent capacity but yet the whole country is buying from you right now you know (laughs) so it's gonna take a little bit longer than it usually does i just want them to have a place where we do see them as more than someone that doesn't earn over six figures or someone that didn't go to college or oh you work a nine to five or you don't have a pension or whatever you view as something that wasn't essential or high standard those people um oh the one that brings me uh plumbers electricians um i know there's a lot of people that got their washer and dryer went out in the middle of COVID. Sears wasn't delivering or, you know, you know, you had to figure out how to keep your appliance get together or your air conditioner went out. Those people not, might not have went to college, but they are needing praise during this time or when we were on lockdown a little bit more. Texas has been open since May, but it's just a different viewpoint. and. That was my whole intentions of that comment. I believe everyone is essential, college or no college, if you make a dollar or if you make a million. But that was my comment. I just wanted to clarify that before someone comes up and they're like, oh my goodness, you don't think I matter. That's not what I'm saying. I just think that COVID definitely put a highlight on jobs that can be so beneficial to our society and our community where if our children don't feel like they're ready for college, if our children don't feel like college is for them and they want to do a trade or a career path, that that's okay too. We see the value in it a little bit more than we did before. Or I hope that you see the value in it. So that was my comment, I stand by it. Now I'm explaining it. (laughs) If you would like to meet Nicole, see a picture of her, you can go to our Facebook group, You Gotta Meet Her Podcast, and tell her how much you loved her episode and how it might have touched you or changed you. You can also go on there and see all of our conversation that we're having. We have some weekly challenges um, that we try to make the world a better place and grow as women, as people, as members of the society. If you know someone that would be amazing on the podcast that has a beautiful story, which we all do and we're all worthy, please contact me. I would love to meet with them and I don't say no to anyone. So it's always a win-win. I'm Christine Barr and I will see you on the next one.